Good morning, world. The time is 10 a.m., and the voice that you are hearing right now is that of Lady Heart. I want to thank you for joining me on the First Lady's Hat. We are pushing up against the mid-morning break, and so I pray that you've been encouraged and productive so far. What I want to do is encourage you right now to go and grab your fruit, go grab your coffee, go grab your snack. You know, it's time for that bathroom break. Put up that Baptist finger and take a moment with me. The first thing that we want to do before getting down to business is take a moment and give thanks. So if you have a moment, just Close your eyes and bow your heads with me for just a second. Lord, we, we just want to thank you for this very moment. Thank you for this very opportunity. Thank you for this very day, God. Thank you for the pastors and the first ladies and their leadership t- teams that are out there in the fields today. We pray your blessing of power, productivity, and prosperity over this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, I want to introduce myself. My name is Lady Heart. My name is Akila Heart, but you can call me Lady Heart. I'm always known as Lady Heart. I am the first lady of Spirit-Filled Family Church alongside my husband, Apostle Michael Hart. And I am so excited to be with you guys today. So I want to tell you a little bit about the purpose of the First Lady's Hat or what the First Lady's Hat is. The First Lady's Hat is an organization that was given to me about 10 years ago, and it was birthed through intercessory prayer and, of course, my new transition into being a First Lady. And the whole purpose or point of the First Lady's Hat is to build a community for First Ladies. Um, I know as I was on my journey the thing that I ran into is that the role of a first lady was not clearly defined. Um, And the more I talked to people, the more or the less rather, I knew what I was supposed to do. And so one of the things that we want to do is take time to define the role of a first lady. Yes. I mean, that's so important, right? So Um, I know that there is a real need for a safe place for the pastor's wife. And so I know that through my experiences, through the relationships that I have formed over the years, that there needs to be a safe place for the pastor's wife. So I am, so I invite you to join me in this journey. Um, another reason that I started the first lady's hat was to provide a unique and transparent point of view from that of a first lady. We have pastor's perspectives and we have leader's perspectives and we have church members' perspective. But then there's a tiny, small little void where we don't really um, take into account the view or the perspective of the first lady. And over my years, I found that transparency is probably the best policy to get that across right? Transparency is the best policy to get that point of view across. You know, as first ladies, it's hard. You're kind of stuck in a fishbowl. And um, when you're talking to people, you find yourself having to present an air of strength. And when people are talking to you, you have to present an air of knowledge to be knowledgeable about what it is they're talking to you about. And so it provides you with a point or a vantage point that's kind of hard to find direction in because you are the go to person. 
And the fact of the matter, the real fact of the matter is when we get the job, we do not know what we are doing. (laughs) So I just want to encourage you in that, that we are providing a unique point of view into the lives of first ladies. Another point of the first ladies hat is to provide a point of contact and training and empowerment, not only for first ladies, but also for leading ladies and women of purpose and the people who are attached to them, their families, their husbands. You guys do not understand how important it is for a first lady to have a strong bond, not only with her husband, but also with her children, not only with her husband and her children, but also with the women that she works with, those in leadership that she works with, and the women that she leads. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So this is your formal introduction to the First Lady's Hat, and I want to thank you again for taking time to sit and to um, be with us during this broadcast program. So one of the things that I want to dive right into is what is a First Lady? Now, there are all kinds of different interpretations about it. There are all different kinds of opinions about it. What I have found over my journey is that there was no clear definition. And really, there still is not a clear definition of what the First Lady is. So that was my very first obstacle. That was the first thing that I ran into in the position of being married to the pastor. And that's basically what it is. You're married to the pastor. God presents a call. In most cases, God presents a call to your husband. Your husband accepts the call. And then the next thing you know, you are thrust into the position of quote unquote first lady. Now, the funny thing about that is you didn't apply for the job. (laughs) The funny thing about that is that you didn't sign up. You didn't put your name on a list to say, hey, I want this position as first lady. Another funny thing is that you have no formal training or education in how to do this. As a matter of fact, you might even be a novice in the faith when the call comes or when the position is bestowed upon you. And you go from the pew to the pulpit almost instantaneously. And that's a really hard transition to deal with. And a lot of first ladies, they won't tell you about their transition, but I'm going to tell you about my transition because it wasn't the easiest thing to do. So in the beginning of my transition, I had to figure out what is a first lady. So I went to my husband and of course he's, he's blessed and he's a man of God and he knows everything about what he's supposed to do. But as he began to explain to me what is a first lady, he didn't really explain what a first lady was. He gave me a list of things to do and that's fine. A lot of jobs have a to-do list. And so once you start working on that to-do list, you find yourself occupied, but still not necessarily knowing what it is that you are supposed to be doing as a first lady or what the actual definition of a first lady is. So, um, so again, my first place of starting was with my husband and that's where I got my assignments and my tasks. The next thing I did 
was I transitioned. I said, okay, I didn't really get what I wanted from him. So I'm going to open the Bible. And I opened up the Bible and I searched for the term first lady or leading lady or women in leadership. And I kept narrowing down the search, narrowing down the search, narrowing down the search in the Bible, because there wasn't anything that directly spoke to where I was in this hierarchy of the church. And the crazy thing is, is that people even today will come to me and say, what is a first lady? Who, um, who gave you that title? Who said that you were authorized to be a first lady? Where is that in the Bible? God didn't ordain first ladies. But if that was true, we wouldn't have anything other than the fivefold ministry. So you have to understand that as the church develops and as God releases, he releases more and more and more. And so now there has, in this day and age, come a formal place for the pastor's wife to serve in leadership. So it might not be directly expressed in the Bible, like a whole lot of things are not directly expressed, but believe me, there is leadership, female leadership in the Bible. And we have to take that in context, but that's for a whole other um, session. But what I found is that the Bible didn't provide really a lot of clarity on what I was supposed to do. So um, I said, okay, I'll do the next best thing. I'll get on the internet and I'll do a search. Now, I'm going to let you guys know that 15 years ago, the internet is not what it is today. Okay. Today, everything is easily found. There are so many more resources. Anyway, anyway, I got on the internet and I began to do this search about first ladies. And I found a few things, mostly about women's groups and women's ministries, a few things, a few videos and things like that. And I found some books and I said, OK, I'm going to purchase these books. And I did. And the books came in the mail and I opened them up and I was so excited to see what these women of God had to say. And the funny thing is, even though these were actual first ladies, these were actual women of God who were married to the pastor successfully, it didn't necessarily speak to my heart. They were a different type of first lady. I personally am a professional woman. And so when I made my transition out of the professional world and into that of a first lady, of course, that transition was hard, but I, my expectation was I would be able to use the things that I have obtained in my life in the role of a first lady. And these first ladies, I don't know what was wrong with the books that I bought, but these particular first ladies, they did not talk about their professional aspirations and their professional goals. They more so leaned towards what their role was as defined by their husband's role. So whatever project that they were working on was the project that their husband was working on. And believe me, there is nothing wrong with that. Women of God, you are designed to be your husband's helpmeet. Do not ever stop. Okay. Women of God, mighty women of God, leading ladies, first ladies, you are designed to be your husband's helpmeet. That is the absolute first priority. But after you have fulfilled the role of 
being a helpmeet. You have to search for your purpose in what you are doing. And I found that that was a void in what I was looking for. I needed something to capture the potential that I had in me. And so the books, while informative, while they did tell me some things that were new, they didn't really reveal to me what my role was as a first lady. They revealed to me what my role was as the pastor's wife, which is totally different, okay? And so books, they didn't help me. So then I began to search the internet again, even more. And I just didn't find a lot of resources. Again, it's different today in 2019. It's different than it was, you know, in 2002. It's different than it was in 2009. There is so much more accessibility. But when I did it, there just wasn't a lot of information out there. They didn't have social media the way that they have it now. So it was very interesting. The next thing that I did was I asked my own first ladies. I went to my first ladies that I had previously and I began to ask them about what do you do? What is it that you are going through? What are your your, um, things that you face on a day-to-day basis? And as I chatted with these ladies in my newfound position, what I found is that there's a lot that goes on in the life of a first lady, a whole lot that I was not privy to before I became a first lady. So these ladies began to have some very candid conversations with me and the conversations were very emotional to say the least. The conversations were informative about what I would have to face. The conversations were very candid, and I appreciate that because I needed that transparency. It helped me so much in dealing with the new experiences that I would have to deal with. But it didn't really tell me a lot about what is a first lady. And what am I supposed to do? It more related to me the hurt and the pain that a first lady would endure in trying to fulfill her own purpose um, within that of the church and within that of her husband. And then I got to my wit's end. I called my mommy. I did. I called my mommy. I was having a particularly bad day and I called my mom and um, I began to tell her some of the things that I was going through, expecting that my mom would have good advice for me. Mommies always have good advice, right? I mean, that's just the way the world works. God designed moms to always have good advice, it seems like. So I called my mom and I began to pour out my heart to her. And what ended up happening is because she was going through a particularly rough patch in her life, some things were affecting her deeply emotionally. She began to give me advice based on where she was at, not based on what my needs were. So that's five different ways or five different avenues that I took to research what is a first lady and all of them were fails. (laughs) And so my mom is wonderful. Um, My husband is wonderful. 
first ladies that I've met in my past and I have encountered, they are wonderful, but they didn't really define what is a first lady. So I'm going to give you the base definition of a first lady, if that's all right. Um, Grab your pen. A first lady is number one, the woman that is married to the senior pastor. Okay, not the assistant pastor, not the associate pastor, not the pastor in lieu, not the training to be pastor. None of those are first ladies. Okay, the first lady is the woman, the single woman, the singular woman that is married to the pastor. That's it. She is the pastor's wife. The term first lady was derived Um, basically as a form to give respect or honor to the woman that was married to the pastor. Uh, A lot of churches uh, gave that respect to the pastor, but then the first lady was not necessarily acknowledged. So to fill the gap of acknowledging that woman of God, they created the term first lady. I don't know when it came on the scene, I don't know how it came on the scene. All I know is what I've researched and what I have learned. Now, in my journey, I've gotten so many responses. You are not Barbara Bush. You are not Michelle Obama. And now you are not Melania Trump. It doesn't have anything to do with the president's wife. If you open the dictionary, if anybody wants to go online and type in what is a first lady, the primary definition, definition is a woman of prestige and power. That's all it is. A woman of prestige and power. And so um, in order to find that out, I had to go on my own journey. And that journey, it didn't, it started 15 years ago. And honestly, truthfully, I am just now stepping into the fulfillment of what God has for me as a first lady. I don't know what your journey looks like. I don't know where you're at in your journey. I don't know what kind of situations you're facing. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your family, mainly your husband and your children. But I do know this, that you are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. You are exactly in God's plan where you are supposed to be right now. He did not make a mistake. 15 years ago, I was sure that God made a mistake, not only in my life, but in the life of my husband. <laughs> I knew he had a calling. I just, it, it just wasn't anything like what I was expecting or like what we were expecting. And so, again, I want to encourage you that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. You are doing exactly what you are supposed to do right now. The second thing that I want to encourage you in is that you can do this. You can do this. I have to repeat that to myself every day. I can do this. I can do this. I can actually do this. You know, life gets hard. Life is life. Life is never going to stop being life. 
You're always going to have needs. Your husband is going to have needs. Your children, if you have them, they're going to have needs. You're going to have parents that eventually have needs. You're going to have sisters and brothers that have needs. And then God will bless you with a congregation of 10, 50, 100, 300, 1,000 people. Those people are going to have needs. So life is going to be hard. But again, you can do this. I can do this. So first, ladies, one of the things that I want to ask you right now is where are you at in your life? What are you doing right now? Where are you at in your journey? What are you thinking about right now? Where are you at in God? What purpose has he given you right now? It's important for you to figure it out. So my journey started, again, 15 years ago during an intercessory prayer um, session. Um, when the church started, of course, we were like a lot of churches. We didn't have anything. We had a living room. We had 10 or 12 members. And, you know, as the first lady, you end up doing everything. That's where the term the first lady's hat actually came from, is that as the first lady, I was doing everything, right? I was the not only the pastor's wife, I ended up being the worship leader, which is crazy. If you know my husband, Michael Hart, you know that he can sing. I don't mean sing, I mean sang, right? And if you know me, I sing, S-I-N-G, sing, that's it. But my husband sings. And so I said, I don't understand, God, how you gave him the oratory part and gave me the singing part, knowing that I'm not a professional singer. <laughs> but 15 years later, still serving in the worship ministry. Um, anyway, um, I was doing the worship ministry. I was doing administrations. I was doing outreach. I was creating Christian education programs, developing the hospitality team, holding meetings, developing the food ministry. All the things that you see today, they had to start somewhere and... They pretty much started with me because that's the kind of mind that God gave me. Now, as a first lady, one of the things that you have to understand is that your position doesn't look like the next first lady's position. And you can't compare yourself to another first lady. You are uniquely developed. You are uniquely made. God made you fearfully and wonderfully. And so sometimes we get caught up in that trap trying to be like a first lady that we already know or going onto the internet and YouTubing powerful women of God and trying to pattern ourselves after them when you don't have to do that. Everything that you need, God already put in you. You just have to go through the process of discovering what that is. And so as I was going through this process of discovery, I was doing everything that every task that I was assigned to, but I still had not found out what a first lady was. And so there my journey began. The very first day is trying to figure out exactly what a first lady is. Now, again, my first lady's hat is different from your first lady's hat. Your first lady's hat, you might be an intercessory prayer warrior. Your thing might be prayer. That's where God has given you power at. Then you should operate as that. You might not be a prayer warrior. You might be the uh, a type of first lady who is very social, 
Okay. And that's okay. You go out and you talk to people and you have the gift of gab, as some might call it. And you're able to just instantaneously, instantaneously connect with people. That is your power. That is your gifting that God has given you. Every first lady is not that. I can honestly tell you that I am not that. Um, you have to accept what it is that God has given you. I know that me, God has blessed me in the area of administration, and it took me a long time to not only accept that, but to walk in that. So at this time, what I want to do is just pray a quick prayer over you guys. I know that we're coming up to the close of our half hour and time has gone so quickly, but over the first ladies, I want to pray a quick prayer. Father God, I pray that you would bless these women of God. As they go out into their days, I pray that you will bless them with power. I pray that you will bless them with productivity. I pray that you will bless them with prosperity. Everything that they put their hands to God, give them the ability to achieve and go even further than that. Lord, I know you're doing it. I know your hand is upon us even now. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me on the First Lady's Hat here on 98.7 FM. We're going to be here every Friday at 10 a.m. I would love to connect with you. So join me on Facebook.com at Lady A. Hart. Again, that's Facebook.com at Lady A. Hart. Or find me online at LadyHart.org. That's L-A-D-Y-H-A-R-T dot I look forward to hearing from you.